Welcome to Swimming Upstream, the 10-minute podcast about Catholicism, technology, culture, baseball, whatever else might come up. I'm your host, Eric Sammons. This is episode number 20. On today's show, I'm going to be talking about the USCCB, the United States Conference of Catholic Bishops, and economics, or should I say their lack of understanding of economics. I was thinking about this because I recently read a letter uh, to the Senate regarding af- the Affordable Care Act, and it was from the USCCB, specifically from the chairman of the Committee on Domestic Justice and Human Development, who is uh, Most Reverend Frank J. Dwayne, Bishop of Venice. Now, I know Bishop Dwayne personally. I worked for him for five years, and I consider him a good man. However, I take a lot of issue with this letter because it really represents a lack of understanding of economics that you see often in USCCB documents in their statements. Basically, the gist of the letter, and I'll link to it on the show notes page, which you can find at uh, ericsammons.com slash podcast slash 20. Basically, the gist of the letter is that the Senate should not repeal Obamacare, the Affordable Care Act, without having something in place to replace it. And they say, without concurrent replacement plan, a concurrent replacement plan, that protects the poor and vulnerable people, including immigrants, safeguards the unborn, and supports conscience rights. Now, a couple things about that I'm totally fine with. Obviously, uh, safeguarding the unborn, supporting conscience rights. Basically, they're saying don't make employers pay for uh, somebody's contraception or something like that. It goes against their religious freedom. However, I really take issue with the idea that a replacement plan will protect the poor and vulnerable people. And so, because they basically say all people need and should have access to comprehensive quality health care that they can afford, and it should not depend on their stage of life, where or whether they or their parents work, how much they earn, where they live, or where they were born. The Bishop's Conference believes health care should be truly universal and should be genuinely affordable. Well, you know, I'd love to be a multimillionaire. I would love to be able to fly to the moon, but that ain't going to happen just because I want it. So the fact that they're saying people should have access to comprehensive quality health care they can afford, well, first of all, you're saying that they can afford. But if it's quality care, that means it's going to cost more money. But yet they're supposed to be able to afford it. And they say it has to be truly universal and be genuinely affordable. So they're emphasizing it has to be affordable, yet they're also saying it has to be quality and available to all people, no matter what their preconditions are, no matter what stage they are in life, no matter what. But wait a minute, basic economics, basic common sense tells us that if you're going to offer a service or a product that is very uh, com- that is comprehensive, that is quality, it's going to cost money. Somebody, somebody has to pay for it. And so obviously, making it affordable, what they're saying is, we believe we should tax people greatly in order to make sure everybody has health care. Okay, let's just go with that for a second. The problem, though, is that, as is always, the Jewish bishops seem to not really have an understanding of economics. They don't really understand that when the government takes over something like health care, the health care industry, it's going to... Uh, impact the entire economics of that industry. And you see it already the way it is now and has been for years, that doctors and hospitals, they don't charge based upon uh, supply and demand, based upon market forces. They, sub- they charge based upon what they think the insurance companies will pay them. 
I've had this situation myself. I actually don't have health insurance now. I use an organization called Samaritan Ministries, which is the health sharing. And I find that if you negotiate with healthcare providers, they will lower the cost because they're already making money. The only reason they're charging, let's say, $1,000 for something is because they know that's what the health insurance company will pay. But if you talk to me, say, I'm going to pay cash only, I'm going to pay up front, they're going to drop it down to maybe 500, 400, even less. And that's the market at, at, at in force right there. But overall, the market's not enforced. So the idea that we can have quality health care, affordable health care for everybody, just magically because the Senate and, and Congress writes this bill that makes it happen, is ludicrous. It's a fantasy land. And it's a fantasy land, frankly, that most of the U.S. bishops live in because they feel like as long as it sounds good, as long as it sounds like something that makes us sound compassionate and caring, and they, I'm not saying they aren't compassionate and caring on some sense, but they're not using their brains enough. Or they Really, more importantly, they're ignorant of economics. So they're making this statement of, okay, we have poor people, they need health care. Fine. Okay. Then they just say, well, the Congress needs to make it happen. But that means they just don't understand how health care or any service or good is provided. They don't understand the underlying uh, principles of economics, that having a free market is the best way to provide something low care, uh, I'm sorry, low cost and quality. You see that in industries that are more uh, free market, like for example, the computer industry. You get better and better products, cheaper and cheaper, because there is a free market of it. The same thing would happen in healthcare. But yet the bishops don't see that. now. I would say that in general, the bishops almost always get in trouble when they go outside of their realm of expertise, their authority. And frankly, that's the case for everybody, not just the bishops. It's a case for me. It's a case for uh, a baseball manager. It's a case for anybody. It, once you go outside your expertise, you really should kind of keep your mouth shut and not make uh, statements that you don't really know anything about. And really, the, the bishops don't understand the the, the fundamental principles of economics, the fundamental principles of how prices are, cre are, are set in the market, how goods and services are provided. What they need to do is stick with basically faith and moral topics and give principles. For example, they would say that a just and good society would help the poor. It would care for the sick. But how that's done, and it would protect the unborn, it would protect conscience rights, make sure people aren't uh, forced to violate their religious principles. But practically, how that happens should be left to the laity. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying you're not a good Catholic if you believe in an Obamacare that didn't have the problematic elements, the, the forced um, contrac supporting contraception, the support of abortion, things like that. If you want to believe that the government's the best organization to provide health care for the most people at the lowest cost, fine, you can believe that. I'll tell you you're ignorant. I'll tell you you don't understand how things work, but I won't tell you you're not Catholic. So I'm not saying the bishops in this case, uh, Bishop Duane or anybody else, isn't Catholic. I'm just saying that they're ignorant of, of the economic realities. But likewise, I am just as Catholic if I say that government should not be involved at all in health care, that I think the best way to help the poor, the best way to care for the sick at the lowest cost and the highest quality would be to open up the health care market to the free market completely, leave the government completely aside. I'm Catholic. I'm just as much a Catholic and following the Catholic principles that the bishop should be putting out if I say something like that. 
And so this is really where the USCCB goes astray. They're, they're acting like the Catholic position is to support Obamacare light, an Obamacare that just doesn't have the problematic moral parts. But that's not true. Catholics can be completely opposed to government involvement in health care, or they could support, support government involvement in health care. Either one's Catholic. It's the laity decide through policy debates, uh, politics, from all those things to decide how best to serve the poor and best care for the sick. And so really, the USCCB, they need to, they need, that's what they need to say. They need to say, listen, as Catholics, we all can debate on the best ways to offer health care, the best ways to do these different policy positions. We just want to make sure that whatever you're doing, remember the poor. Remember this, those who are sick and can't afford good health care. Remember them when you make your policy decision, decisions. And if it's a decision that personally one or two of the, or a few of the bishops don't like, well, if it's still somebody who's caring for the poor and wanting that to happen and caring for the sick, then that should be allowed to happen. Really, in a sense, I would say the USCCB really should leave Washington, D.C., because they've become, in a lot of ways, a Democrat lobbying committee, where they basically just support the Democrat position on any economic policy issue, and they just make sure they, they throw out the pro-life lines in there. What they really need to do is maybe go in the middle of the country, Kansas or something, and become a, a organization that simply speaks for, in Catholic moral principles, Catholic faith principles, and allow the laity, Catholic laity, to decide what are the best ways really to engage, have policies that follow Catholic principles but are determined by reason and by um, education and by study to be the best ways for those things to happen. I think if they did that, then when they did speak out on moral issues, they would be, have a much stronger voice. The problem is they've done things like, I remember in the 80s, they had some policy position against nuclear weapons that just was like, oh my gosh, it was straight out of a John Lennon song, give peace a chance. Sorry, I can't sing. And so people stopped listening to them when they didn't talk about abortion because they just make these ludicrous policy statements that nobody can really respect. And then when they make statements against abortion or something like that, people aren't going to listen to them anymore. If they stuck to their, to, to their core competency, so to speak, I think it would be a lot more effective. Okay, well, that's it for today's show. Uh, again, you can find some show notes for this episode, including the letter I was talking about from the USCCB at ericsandwins.com slash podcast slash 20. Until next time, keep swimming against the stream.